It's story time at Disc Radio. And there's a story coming from us to you. Hello there, and welcome to Same, Same, but Different. Too slow. Hello there, and welcome to Same, Same, But Different on Season 2 of Disc Radio. We are the Dutch International Storytelling Center, and my name is Sahiti. My name is Connor, and today we have a story from, well, from me. Connor, apart from being a good friend of mine, is a solar punk story engineer, the host of MythLab, a member of DISC, and also the founder of this crazy MythLab experiment that we went on for six sessions to create the story. He is also one of my favorite storytellers. Today, we have Connor's story, The Last Song of the Sea. There is a small house, some might call it dilapidated, next to a great lighthouse on a towering cliff, and in four, before them, a great, empty, dry sea. Facing the sea on the house is a big window, and through that window is a big man covered in hair and tattoos, and he's rocking in his chair, thinking about what used to be, singing a song. My great love was endless, she flowed on forever. She stretched out to tomorrow, her shores were always open, a home for mates and for me. We went on adventures, making lots of money. Which was never wisely spent. My great love was wild. She blew on for days. My great love was silent. She stood still for weeks on end. Then one night she up and left me. Sailor has no home now. Got no ship, got no crew. If I look, still can find her. Hiding in the seashells. That song is just an echo. 
my great love, she is gone. As the song ends, the door swings open and a girl walks through. She looks to the old sailor and says, I heard you singing. And in that moment, it happened just as it happened in that first moment and every evening since, since I met. The girl would go out and play after dinner and the sailor would sit in his chair and sing. She turns to the sailor and she says, but that song, I don't recognize it. It's, it's not one of the old ones, is it? And he says, no, no, it's from the after. And she says, what's it about? Nothing, nothing. It's, it's about nothing. It's, it's time, let's go to bed. Winter is almost over, spring is here, and we had a lot of work to do. And so, not satisfied with the answer, but tired enough to go to bed. She walks off to bed. The next morning comes early, they have breakfast, and he turns to the little girl and she says, he says, okay, what would you like to do today? She says, ah, of course, I want to go out into the sea, let's explore and see what's out there. He says, ah, we have a lot of work to do first. We need to get the lighthouse painted before we go and play. Fine, whatever you say. Let's paint the lighthouse. Then. So the two of them go walk up the little windy path from the house to the top of the cliff where the lighthouse stands. And as they're walking, the sailor turns to the girl and he says, what color would you like to paint the lighthouse? She thinks about it for a minute and then turns to her and says, I want to paint the lighthouse all the colors of the sea. furrows his brow for a moment and then just accepts the answer and says, well, if that's the case, you better start with black. Use all of it from the bottom up and when you run out, go to the deepest blue. So she does that. She paints as high as she can reach black and he gets out a little bucket for her and she starts on with blue and when she comes across the busted board or something that needs fixed, he shows her how to repair it. And pretty soon she's the one out there with the hammer and the drill and the nails building the lighthouse, painting it. And he joins her every day, works in the morning, takes a nap in the afternoon, and spends those early evenings writing in his logbook, documenting everything like a great sailor would. And the first time... She goes to repair a board by herself and she hits her hand with the hammer and her fingernail starts to turn blue. She cries and runs to the sailor and he shows her how to patch it up. By the end of the summer, she's towards the top of the lighthouse, now painting it soft pastels, pinks and greens and all the other colors of the sea. And she hits her finger for the tenth time. She waves it off and keeps on going. She spent the whole summer rebuilding and painting the lighthouse. She is ready to go explore. And on that late summer afternoon when the sailor and her are standing at the top of the lighthouse and they're putting off the last touches of the white for, this, for the caps of the peaks of the waves, he turns to her and says, well, we finished. It's time to go explore. Where would you like to go? Now she had her eye on a little hill just in front of the horizon. She points out to the palm tree going on it. He says, she says, let's go there. He says, ah, yes, far point. Used to be the edge of the harbor. It's a long walk and it's still hot. 
and I am old. We'll have to leave in the morning. She agrees to this just fine. He goes back to the house, sings to the evening, until she hears him and knows it's time to come in. In the morning, they gather up all their gear, the tents, the compass, the fishing knives, and the great logbook, of course. He can go nowhere without it. In fact, it's so big that he carries all the supplies, and she carries only the book because it's heavy. It has everything in it. She loves to sit and read it. It's too much for any one person to read in their entire lifetime, but it has a lifetime's worth of stories in it. And they start walking, and the sun is hot, but they're excited. They climb down their homemade rope ladder and out into the now desert floor. They spend the whole day walking until late afternoon. They finally reach what used to be a little atoll. Now, the sailor, he's old and he's tired, so he immediately sits under the tree and takes a nap. She's excited because she can explore a new place and find things that have never been discovered. So she starts sifting around and she finds some old nails and some what looks like maybe used to be a ship but has now eroded because of the elements. But as she's sifting through the sand on the edge of the atoll, she finds this huge shell, one that she doesn't recognize, but one that she's certain must be in the logbook. So she carefully walks back over to the sleeping sailor, aware that she shouldn't wake him. Slowly cracks open the logbook. She knows the seashells start on page 798 and go to page 2012. So she has a little bit of looking to do. But just by magic there, the book opens to page 1019. There she sees a picture of this great conch shell which she has in her hand. And a beautiful flowing description of the animal and where it lives and how you can find it. And she is reading... And she sees something about an echo in there. And that triggers that song and she puts the conch shell up to her ear. And for the first time in her life, she hears the sound of the sea. So she's sitting there listening to the shell, reading the book. And as she turns the page, she sees a very curious diagram and instructions for how to turn the shell into a musical instrument. Now she is excited because... She's never been one much for singing, and she sure would like to join the sailor in his evening repertoire. So she carefully gets out her fisherman's knife. You know, fishermen have extremely sharp knives. And she props the conch shell up on a nearby rock. And with one mighty swing, she conks the shell. As she does, it lets out a musical cry that echoes across the sand and shocks the sailor from his seat. He jumps up and looks around to see what it is, and there he sees the girl with the conch shell and his eyes widen. What are you doing? She says, well, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to wake you, but I found the shell and I saw these instructions in this book and I, I just, I wanted to make an instrument. I want to make music like you. And he said, yes, 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 I understand, but not, not with that. You see, if you blow that thing... All of this will go away. If you blow that, you will wipe us all out. We will have to start over. No, no, you can't, you can't, you can't. That sound will bring the sea back. And with that, she sucked because she always knew this is the after. The sea was gone. There was no back. But she also understood that it was true. 
And so she started to ask, but why? Why can't we bring the sea back? You are a sailor. You need the sea. You don't understand. People didn't respect her. They just took what they wanted. They used her like a tool. They didn't understand that she was part of nature, that we had to take care of her. Overfishing and overpopulation and pollution, everything. We destroyed the sea. It left because of us. She doesn't like that answer. She says, but you and I, we can be better than that. We can teach them. We can show them how to treat the sea. He just shakes his head and says, you don't get it. You weren't there. That's not even half the problem. You see, the sea, she wasn't nice either. She would kill you in a second. I spent 12 days on an open boat on the ocean. I know what it's like. The sea is awful. Hurricanes will come and wipe out an entire city. And on top of that, she gives us the tools to exploit each other. If it wasn't for the sea, we wouldn't have colonization and imperialism. She brings out the worst in us, and she is the worst of all nature. We cannot bring her back. Now, the girl, she's frustrated and upset because usually they don't argue. Usually she knows that the sailor is right, but now she can feel that he is wrong. She says, but the sea, that's nature. That's just the way things are. And he said, that's not the way things are now. We can't go back. We can't, we can't, we can't. She looks down at the conch shell. For the first time, she feels angry at him. She looks at her hands, busted and worn from the summer, and she says to herself, I will not take no for an answer. She looks back to him and says, but you get to decide. Why do you get to decide it doesn't come back? I found the shell. It's not fair. You get to have the choice. You get to have the experience, and you keep it from me. I want to bring the sea back, but I won't do it if you say no. There's silence on the sand. And she looks him right in the eye and she says, all of this which you told me was true. I get it. But you still love her, don't you? I heard it in your songs when you thought I wasn't listening. And if she's all bad, then you wouldn't love her. And if you do really love her, then you will bring her back. We will bring her back together. The old man, the sailor, he doesn't say anything. He just nods once. And the girl steps back, plants her feet into the dirt, brings the conch shell up to her lips, and lets out a mighty roar that echoes across the sand. And with that, a cloud appears in the sky opens up and starts to rain. If you enjoyed this one and haven't heard the other stories, we encourage you to check out the rest of season two. This season, Same Same But Different, was produced by Connor McMullen with writing and editing support from Sahiti Sarva. And the music is by Ashutosh. Please tune in next time for more stories.